BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Holy, the best go three of four. It is showtime. At Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! You go for a Often imitated, It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Aaron Evernham is on special assignment. Special assignment probably means some quality family time. So from DirtTracker.com, Justin Fiedler joins us. Hello, Justin. How are you? Hi, Postman. Good to be back. Good to be back, too. Yeah, good to have you back with us. And uh, you're, you're, you, you were back you were here a couple weeks ago. Yep. I think next week we're working on the same program again. Yep. So uh, it's always good uh, always good to catch up with you and good to hear what's going on in your world. And the Dirt Tracker movement continues on. You're... Uh, you're 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 continuing to grow. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm I'm coming on so often now. I need to hit up the uh, the Justin Peck merch site and get me some Wing Nation. There here. you go, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it is cool. It really is really truly cool what you do, and and really uh, getting into our Hefter Racing hot topics. What a weekend of sprint! Oh my god. Like, so, so much money on the line. And I love that we had, like, the separation, right? Like, you had all of those teams at Husits doing incredibly big things, but then you had a whole other separate set of teams at Skagit racing for big money and getting their chance on the big stage. I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think we're at a really neat spot. I think at one time, five, ten years ago, uh, it was all the money was with the world of outlaws. Exactly. And and there, there, this is in, in the world of outlaws, what they do is yeah. so amazing, and it continues to be that way. But I think when you saw Port Royal and the Tuscarora yep. 50 jump to 50 grand, yep. and you got the World of Outlaws in California and the All Stars running for 50 grand in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and now you've got Skagit doing this, and then yep. it just continues on. High limits obviously adds to it as well. Yep. It's really a neat time, and there's, there, there's some teams, uh, there's some teams cashing some pretty good checks. For sure. And I, I thought it was interesting. You, you got to see, you know, the West Coast guys pop up, but then you had like a guy like Aaron Reitzel, like toe yeah. out to Skagit. So it's like you kind of even had a separation some of those teams but you know I, I really like that we had you know an opportunity to see justin sanders jump up and win a big race Corey day you know run well on yeah. a big stage uh, a guy i like a lot tanner holmes ran well so it's right. it's nice to kind of see some other names get some attention yeah and i think that's good and i think and, and we had jim allen on last time you were with us yep. so with our king of the west and i just think the proliferation of that and I think where this gets interesting is in September when the World of Outlaws roll through, can can they snag a podium or two? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you now can they jump up? Maybe can someone, can Corey Day snag his first career World of Outlaw win or can Dominic get his? Yep. And I think that, but but I think it's because guys like Zeb Wise and Aaron Reitzel are coming out and racing with them. They get the gauge of the guys that yep. are running with the World of Outlaws and the All-Stars and everyone across the board. So. Yeah. I think Zeb, too, is another guy that I think is, is on the rise, a name you're going to start hearing more yeah. and more of kind of on that national stage those guys have been really good this yeah. year with the all-stars and to see them go run well out at Skagit I and mean, that's you know not an area or a track that Zeb grew up racing right um, but I think he's just going to keep getting better I think it too. gets interesting to see when we talk about Zeb with the all-stars how I hate to say it this way how close he can stay to Tyler Courtney yeah we all understand that Tyler Courtney is the man to be exactly you know to be yeah. the man you got to beat the man the old yeah. Ric Flair line yeah. but I find Zeb wise a fascinating study because I think that if 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 they can keep doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. they might be that team where it's like, wait a minute, 
We yep. might not need to write this check out just yet. We yeah. might need to keep an eye on this. Well, and that's something that, you know, I don't know that a lot of people understand with the All-Stars is their owner championship is what the actual championship yeah. is. You know, like the Outlaws, they've got a driver championship and an owner championship, but the All-Stars, their only championship is the owner deal. So Zeb missing those couple of races after that Eldora crash doesn't hurt them yeah. because they had Parker Price Miller fill in that car. So they're still right in the mix for that championship. Yeah. So, so. fun stuff, that's for sure. The BillionAuto.com. Cusett's High Bank Nationals, presented by Menards. David Gravel, $250,000. Seventh win of the season. His earnings, and we are in June. Yes. We are just starting to look at the month of money. Yeah, we're not even there yet. Yes, we're not even there. (laughs) We just scratched the surface. $428,450 from Sprint Car Ratings. Um... I think this is fascinating for David Gravel, and, and I and I heard your uh, your show yesterday. Uh, we have Buddy Kofoid in the Toyota engine out there getting ready to score his yeah. win, massive their win. win, massive win, blowed up, as mm-hmm. we say in NASCAR, yep. and David Gravel picks up the chips. Yep. And what I find interesting about this is last year, David Gravel is rallying in this race, and the freaking gate at the flag stand swings open such a bizarre accident such a bizarre accident so it's kind of this sport is this sport is so weird in that what what gets taken away sometimes gets given back and it just and you hope at the end of the day it's all in the wash yeah i feel like too with gravel at hucid's he was like one of the rare cars that was fast every single night. Like yeah. you saw some guys step up and run well on one night, but maybe the next night they weren't so great. But Gravel was fast every single night, ran up front every single night. So. Yeah, and I think that was the other thing. You look at this thing, prelim nights. Yeah, you're right about this. Kyle Larson won prelim night one. Mm-hmm. I don't think James McFadden qualified. No, he was in the B. He was in the B man. Yeah. Uh, qualifying night two, James McFadden gets the win. Yeah. Uh, Larson's at the back. Larson's after that at the spin. back after that spin. Yeah. Logan Shuart picks up the win, and those were $20,000 to win. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's twice what it pays to win a normal outlaw show, and that's yeah, a prelim night. That's a prelim night. So, yeah. really, really good stuff what Todd Quaring has done up there. And it was a fascinating weekend because you're right. Really, other than other than maybe gravel, uh, Buddy was solid. Most yeah, Buddy was, Buddy was all solid week. all yeah. week too. But I think um, you know, man, that was a, that was an up and down up and down journey. If you had a good night, you need to be concerned going into the next one. Exactly. If you had a bad night, you're like optimistic going into exactly. the next one. So that's something I want to ask Gravel about too when he comes on here in a little bit. Is is how different the track is? Yeah. Because you would think, oh, you're on the same track four, ni- four nights in a row. You're going to have your setup dialed. Yeah. But it seemed like that wasn't necessarily the case. The guys kind of like they were up yep. up one night down the next. So I feel like the track was probably changing quite yeah, a bit. There. I think so, too. And uh, just to just reference it, we're going to talk to David Gravel and we're going to talk a little Pennsylvania posse stuff and month of money stuff. Jeremy Elliott from Sprint Car Unlimited is going to join us here on the program. Uh, the West Coast. Uh, we 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 follow along with their trip up through Oregon, mm-hmm. and it's all but one night, Corey Day. Corey Day. Yeah, and uh, we roll into Skagit Thursday and Friday night, and it's all Corey Day getting the mm-hmm. win. So you're like, wow, this is going to be good. Uh, Justin Sanders says, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. Uh, not only picks up the win, gets $20,000 bonus money for leading every lap, $82,000 payday. I think we've been waiting for Justin Sanders. A couple years ago, he had he was like the driver when you figure 360s. I think him and Dominic Selzy had the yeah. most wins. I think we're waiting for this marquee win, and I think he got it. I know it, he got it. It was funny. I, the you know he's been running for Swindell Speed Lab, uh, you know for the high limit right, stuff, right, yeah. and they had a, one of their videos a couple of weeks ago. I think it was at Wayne County, and afterwards he had talked about. You know, oh, I've n- I've never won a big race before, and like he was talking about it in reference to not winning that high limit show. Yeah. And it's like it's interesting, you know, just what three or four or five weeks later, now he has this signature win, eighty two thousand dollars. And it's like now he's, you know, you can start talking about him kind of towards the top of the sprint car world. I think so, too. I think this is a marquee win for him. Uh, the team, actually, what a performance by the team. They're out there. They run the dash. He finishes, I think, second in the dash. Mm-hmm. But they hurt the motor, mm-hmm. change an engine, put in an untested bullet. Yeah. And he goes said, no laps on that thing. No laps on that thing. Just fascinating stuff. Really is. 28th different winner to win the Dirt Cup. Uh, we mentioned Zeb Wise. Uh, Zeb Wise finished second on the podium. Corey Day was third on the podium. So, yep. uh, Skagit. I was out there a couple years ago, five or six years ago. Man, what a great spot that is. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it looked like the crowd was packed. And, you know, I love seeing the videos of the kids playing on the hillside. And yeah. uh, it looked like a really awesome weekend. Awesome Thursday. weekend, that's for sure. Uh, so many great wins across the sprint car landscape. I want to give this one here. Um, Fremont on Saturday night. 
uh, J.J. Hickel. Um, we have really developed a bond with J.J. Hickel. Yeah. This started a couple years ago when he was running the ASCS National Tour, mm-hmm. and he drove for the team, um, uh, California-based team. Uh, husband was an engine builder. The wife, where this all started, was that the wife had like 28 different cooking gadgets. Oh, my God. And she was feeding the team mm-hmm. and, in turn, the entire pit area. Yeah, obviously. And it became a joke. What's she cooking now? What's she making now? They were fantastic. And J.J. was driving their car. And the beauty of this thing is they all agreed that it was a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. The team owner, oh, my gosh, I'm having total brain fade, and I hate this because he was real. they're really great people. Team owner said, I've wanted to do the national tour one time. J.J., you're my guy. One and we're done. one and done. Mm-hmm. And they about won the championship. Yeah, they did. They were really good. They were really year. close. They were really good. Um, J.J., we've developed this relationship. We were on the stage last year at Knoxville, and we kind of sort of knew the story of his fiance at the time, Shayna Barnes. Uh, she was in a battle with cancer. Mm. And Shayna was from out in the state of Washington, and she was adamant about JJ, go race, mm-hmm. go race. Don't worry about me. There's nothing you can do for me. I'm doing the treatments and everything. And you kind of sort of on the stage knew that this probably wasn't going to end where all of them wanted, wanted it to end. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Chuck Sinks, our friends at Sage Fruit. They sent a whole bunch of fruit to Shana. She got on a regular subscription basis of fruit. And just they really, uh, the way that she lived her life, the way that J.J. lived his life, battling this, yet she was so insistent on him go race. Sadly, in December of last year, Shayna lost that battle with cancer. Uh, J.J. moves over, gets the ceiling ride, the mm-hmm. number 97 car, is good all season long, but getting that first win at Fremont on Saturday night. Um, you know, if, 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 if you're one of those that believes that there's people in heaven keeping an eye out and tears being shed, I know that was the case. And just kudos to J.J. Hickel and, and uh, Andy Potter and everyone on that team. Really good to see that. It's, that. That's the people side of this sport, Justin. Sometimes we lose sight of it, but oh, boy, everyone's sure. leading their lives. And yeah. J.J. Hickel's a really good dude that uh, got a win on Saturday night, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I was literally messaging with somebody this morning, another sprint car driver, about J.J. and him getting the win over the weekend. And, and like, I want him to win an All-Star show this year because they're running full-time with the All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, and I, I he's been close. He's been kind of creeping up there a little bit, and I think it's probably only a matter of time, but I, I can't wait till J.J. gets that first yeah. All-Star win. He is, he is an up-and-coming star, that's for sure, and a really, really good dude, no doubt about it. And there you have it, our Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. Hefner Racing Products, an easy-to-shop the entire line of Hefner Racing products on their website, hrpracing.com, from desktop to right on your phone. And first-time orders, use promo code MRN at checkout for a 10% discount on your first orders. We are going to talk to David Gravel and Jeremy Elliott, but before we do that, I need to tell you something here, okay? You need to race into Wendy's today. Listen to this. The beefiest, baconist, best burger ever the Baconator. It's Wendy's week here on MRN, so go to your Wendy's and grab a Baconator. Stay with us when we come back. David Gravel, who uh, earned some bacon this week. He did. David sure. Gravel, he joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Gadget Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. A quarter of a million dollars. That was on Saturday alone, not alone all the prelims and everything else. It was David Gravel picking up the win up at Houston Speedway in the BillionAuto.com. Houston's High Bank Nationals presented by Menards. And he joins us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, David. How are you? 
I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing great. Okay, we kind of joked around a little bit when we dialed you up there. Uh, did you did did you get that check deposited? How did the how did the bank trip go? Did you what what'd you do there? Uh, no bank trip yet. I get direct deposited from the team, so I'm, I'm very excited when that happens. I am sure the direct deposit's pretty good. I always wanted to see, and I thought, you know what? Okay, I'm, uh, we'll we'll talk off the year about what you should do the next time you win one of these big checks. We'll do that because you're the YouTube sensation. You're the YouTube sensation. You can have some fun. Tell us about uh, what it meant for you to get the win on Todd's uh, Todd's track up there. Your team owner's track there. The big check the big month of money kicking off. Just tell us a little bit uh, a couple days later about what it meant to you to get that win on Saturday night, David. Yeah, it's exciting to be a a sprint car driver. It's really the summer of money. You know, there's really two and a half months of uh, big money races and a lot to race for, but uh, to win the, you know, Todd's biggest race, the highest paying world Vawa race on the schedule is definitely amazing. You know, it's crazy to think, um, you know, we won the Knoxville nationals uh, in 2019 and uh, this paid a hundred thousand dollars more, so it's uh, it's pretty crazy uh, to wrap your head around that, and um, doesn't really seem real. But it was a great week. Uh, I had Levi and my wife there, and uh, you know we were running the Billion Automotive car, and all those guys were in a suite all weekend there, and obviously Todd and his family, and to do it at Houston Speedway with all the fans. Obviously, we had a little home cooking with uh, you know local fans, and the T-shirt trailer was busy, so it just felt like uh, a lot of people were cheering for us. David, we talked about it in the opening of the show, and I, I wanted to ask you, when, when you have a four-day event like that, how much does the track change on a night-to-night basis? It seemed like you were one of the few cars that was able to run up front in the feature every single night, but like, was that because you guys were able to kind of follow that all week? You know, How does, that, how does that, the track changing over the course of a week really affect your setup, and, and how were you guys able to stay up there all week? Yeah, it's, you know, one of those things, uh, it's tough. Uh, we had, honestly, pretty consistent pill draws all week and was in the third hot lap session out of six or seven all week. And I was able to qualify first, third, and third uh, all three nights. And, you know, we kind of struggled in the heat races, I felt, each night. But um, we were just trying to fine-tune. Um, but that that's a tough thing to balance of getting better, not trying to um, vary out and, and get your car you know, uh, too tight or too loose. And, um, yeah, the, the track conditions uh, were definitely different from day one to day two. And then I felt like day two and day three were fairly similar. Um, but but that's tough. And, and going into day three, we were, you know, a little bit confused on what we needed to do. We had the mindset to go into Friday night and try some things and, and try to get better. And, you know, we were able to qualify as good. But wasn't good in the heat race and then the feature we were just okay and um you know cody jacobs and the boys went back to the race shop on friday night left early and uh worked on the car and um found a couple things that we weren't aware of and you know we had our car really really good for saturday night i'll say you really did had yourself in a really good spot that is for sure the racing world is fascinating because a year ago you looked poised to potentially challenge for and win this race and the gate swings open and tears the front of your car up. Fast forward 365 years later, you, from all appearances, look like you might end up. How do you manage that, David, as a race car driver, knowing that that, that some things will be taken away from you and some things will fall into your lap and, and help you along the way? Yeah, it's the, you know, what's awesome about racing sometimes and the worst thing about <laughs> racing sometimes, you know. Uh, we blew up an engine uh, with CJB Motorsports at Knoxville leading and, uh, you know, didn't get to see how that end of that race turns out. And um, a couple years ago at the Nationals, we had a nozzle line fall off with uh, Big Game Motorsports and uh, the engine ended up blowing up because of that. So, you know, we had several heartbreaks. Uh, we were light at the scales at the Kings Royal a couple years ago running second so you know i've been in that situation plenty of times and uh do you're just happy to be on the right side of it uh this go around but really i got too complacent and and kind of slowed my pace down too much there in the race i got the second and felt like all right i'm just going to hang out here for a while um then once logan started racing me that that let Buddy get away, and, uh, you know, Buddy had a decent gap there, but uh, I was definitely going to try to turn up the wick and, and get through lap traffic and be more aggressive, but um, who knows if I would have got him or not, but um, I knew I was going to try like hell to get there, and once you get to the fast lap cars, 
it's really hard to pass them and it really slows your pace down. So that's why typically I'm not in a rush to, to chase the second plate or chase the leader when I'm in second until we get in the lap traffic. Hmm. David, this was the, the second year of the High Bank Nationals. We know it's going to come back again next year. For somebody like you who's won a lot of big races, you know, with the World of Outlaws and in sprint car racing, you've been around for a long time. Talk to me about the feeling at Houston Speedway over the weekend and, and you know, maybe how things changed from, from the first year of this event to the second and, and where you think this is kind of going in terms of sprint car crown jewels for the future. Yeah, I think that Todd has a goal of wanting to build uh, a crown jewel event, and obviously he's paying the money to earn that right. Um, I think uh, it's just going to take a few years to, uh, you know, I guess Knoxville Nationals isn't packed the first couple nights, and, and Houston's had a good crowd the first couple, but Friday and Saturday was absolutely packed. Uh, Saturday was record-breaking for them, so um, I believe their attendance is up quite a bit from last year. So it's already working. Um, I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces in the sprint car world right now with the Dirt Cup and PA Speed Week going on at the same time. And um, who knows? Uh, I think that people are going to respect the event, and there's only going to be more cars and more fans for years to come. And um, Houston's is a very unique place on how the stands are, and it's on that hillside. And, um, you know, when there's 10,000-plus there like there was Saturday, um, it, it was a great atmosphere, um, loud, and, and there's just a good following there. And people love Houston's, you know, since that place closed down and reopened, people appreciate that that place is back. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that place, I was up there last year, and that was where Sheldon did the last lap pass, and the place was bonkers. You could not hear the race cars over the crowd. So you're right. That is uh, that is phenomenal what it is as far as that goes. Um, David, yesterday uh, we recorded our television show. We had Ricky Stenhouse Jr., of course, the owner of Sheldon's car on there. And he just kind of made a statement off the cuff. He said, my God. He said, that too... And that 41 are so good right now. How how good are you? How confident are you at this point, you know, coming into the pit area, whether it's Cedar Lake this coming weekend, Houston's or Eldora going forward? Uh, how what what is that like to have uh to, to have a car that just appears to be so good all the time? Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem to have yeah. and the last 3 weeks we've run three different race cars, so at Knoxville, we shook down a brand new car and, uh, you know, one on the second night. And, uh, here, uh, at Houston, we ran a brand new car with a billion scheme on it and, you know, ran two seconds, a fifth and a first. So, um, it, it shows you that our Maxim chassis are consistent right now. And Cody, Scott and Zach are, are doing a good job. And, um, I feel like we just have a good handle on everything right now. Obviously the tires maybe affect some people, but, we seem to adapt to it very well. And, you know, Justin might know the stats, but if you take away our two DNFs, I don't know what our average finish is, but I'm I'm guessing it's probably in the high threes or low fours, in my opinion. And, um, you know, that just shows you how good we've been all year. What is the uh, what's the first purchase you're going to make when this thing uh, when this check finally drops? Is it you know are we getting a new car? I, I saw you talking about some Jordans uh, on Twitter the other day. Like what, what what's that first? Uh, what are you going to treat yourself with uh, with this money? Well, I never bought anything special when I won the Knoxville Nationals, so I would like to definitely do something here. But uh, I fly home next week. I'm out here at the shop this week, but uh, maybe some commercial real estate. Uh, I definitely can't buy a car because that doesn't give me any tax benefits. So if I buy anything, it'd be a truck maybe, but I don't know right now. I'm going to buy something, but I'm going to try to be smart here so Uncle Sam doesn't take advantage of me. <laughs> oh, man, I'm thinking you got a new drag car or something you're yeah. going to take down there. Man, that's David, that's boring. That's boring. <laughs> Being responsible? Come on, man. You just won a quarter million dollars. Well, I mean, he get in trouble real fast. So I don't want to be on. I don't want a documentary like the NFL players uh, that everybody went broke then on sprint cars. No, drivers, no, so. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And uh, commercial real estate sounds like a very, very good, solid, safe, very purchase. prudent, very prudent. Yes, yeah. indeed. And we all understand that the the uh, the, the the career longevity in racing can uh, is, is is not what a lot of other careers are. So yeah. I get it. I really, truly do. Cedar Lake this weekend. What do you look? four up at Cedar Lake as you guys roll in there on Friday. I read the press release that the Outlaws just put out. I run second seven times there. So uh, hopefully I get a win. Um, I love Cedar Lake. It's been a fun track for me. I feel like I've been 
very good there consistently. We ran second there last year to Brock, I think, after blowing a tire, I think, or maybe that was another night and we ran top five. I'm not sure, but um, I feel like we're we're very strong there. And, uh, you know, Beaver Dam and Cedar Lake, two tracks I love. A lot of seconds at both of them and never won at. So hopefully it's our, our turn to win at Cedar Lake. Well, appreciate it, David. I uh, hope you guys uh, kind of continue this momentum into the summertime here as we go uh, kind of through this months of money, like you called it. And, and uh, you know, hopefully you're able to stay up there in the championship battle where, you know, it's really exciting to have, you know, multiple guys kind of in this thing. And, and hopefully it stays that way. And we got tight battles all the way through the summer. Yeah, it's cool, fun. You know, hopefully it's my time. And uh, I wouldn't mind uh, pulling away and having a lead in the points one day here. <laughs> so I get to take the stress off a little bit. But I don't know we have an opportunity to to you know break some records this year with with money earned. So we're we're going to be fighting hard for all those big events this this off the or this season and uh, hopefully get that championship. So re- really exciting year. I know that's the goal to pull ahead on the points. Uh, I have a I, I man, you guys. There's some good teams out there. That's that's going to be tough to do. But we wish you the best on it. Good luck at Cedar Lake, and of course, obviously, uh, a little bit more money on the line when you get into the month of July. We wish you the best there as well. But thanks for the time. Congratulations, David. Thank you, guys. Uh, have a good day, and uh, we'll see you soon. There we go. David Gravel joining us after that win at the High Banks Nationals. We need to step away when we come back. Jeremy Elliott from Sprint Car Unlimited, he joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. I joked around on our uh, TV show with Ashley. Of course, she's up in Mifflintown, Pennsylvania. Ashley Strummy, my co-host on the TV show. I call Pennsylvania Speed Week the high holy days of sprint car racing <laughs> because it's uh, it's it's pretty epic, that's for sure. Now, Mother Nature is not cooperating here during the early part of the week, but uh, when it comes to the high holy days of sprint car racing, the high holy one of coverage of the high holy days is uh, Jeremy Elliott with Sprint Car Unlimited, and he joins us on the line now. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? And again, it's an honor to be on the show. Well, always good to chat with you. Um, we're going to talk a lot of big picture stuff, but we do want to kind of focus right now on Pennsylvania Speed Week. A uh, couple of races in the books here with Williams Grove, Lincoln, and Baps. What's kind of stood out to you with uh, the early the early segment of Pennsylvania Speed Week, Jeremy? Well, it's all about Anthony Macri. Yeah. And it, it's not just Pennsylvania Speed Week with him. In his last 22 races, he has five wins, 19 top fives, and 20 top tens. And it's uh, across the board against the Outlaws, All-Stars, High Limit. And obviously coming back to Pennsylvania after he he's on the road, you can tell he's uh, methodical. He's become a more complete driver. He can run bottom top. He isn't just on the edge all the time. Uh, going slower to go faster, so to speak, as as the old timers used to say. And uh, right now, it's his playground, and nobody, nobody is close to him. He has a 61-point lead. You know, Brent Marks had some misfortune at Babs Motor Speedway, got upside down in turn three. That really hurt him. Uh, you have Justin Peck, who looks pretty good. He's second, 61 points back. And Danny Dietrich, of course, is in third. He has a couple top fives. But right now, it's all about Anthony Macri, and we head to Hagerstown tomorrow, and and uh, I don't anticipate that he will struggle there either. 
Jeremy, I want to ask you about the relationship between Anthony and crew chief Joe Mooney. Joe is a guy who obviously has spent the last several years winning championships out on out with the Outlaws with Brad Sweet. It seemed like maybe it took those guys a little bit of time to kind of get together and figure things out, but now they're kind of off and running. And as somebody who's around those guys all the time, what do you see from their relationship and where they're headed? You know, it's two different types of personalities, which I think is good. Uh, Anthony... Anthony gets in his head a lot. Anthony gets in his own, or I should say his own head. He, he questions himself. He, you know, if he has three bad races, he thinks he sucks. And it's <laughs> weird because there's so many guys, you know, Donnie Schatz, as we know right now, uh, is, is, is in a bad stretch for the last couple of years. But Joe Mooney's a very calming force there. He's seen it all. He's been with Brad. He's seen ups and downs. He's experienced winning. But I also think Joe Mooney has an intensity about him. I think it's like a quiet fire sort of thing. And I think think this team is going to be good. I think they mesh well, and they've meshed really early. I even thought at the beginning of the year, it's not like like Anthony couldn't win. Uh, He just, you know, we had a lot of rain out. So it's really impressive how, how they have gelled in in an area that's experienced a lot of rain they've lost a lot of races i think we've lost like 22 races to rain so it's been good and and i i'm a little anxious to see how this team continues moving forward yeah gonna be interesting i kind of saw something different and we all know anthony and we all know like when you look at port royal that right rear tire is just banging off the boards and he is wide open uh at 34 raceway that high limits race where he spent his time tiptoeing around the bottom, I'm like, wow, who are you and what have you yeah, done with Anthony Macri? <laughs> that is, that is, it's, if you talk to Anthony, is that something that's consciously been an effort? Is it watching? What's, because to me, that's the biggest change. Yes. I talked to him actually about that the other night on a, on a video at BAPS. He is, because he did it at BAPS. I mean, it was very top dominant because of the rain we had, but Anthony was one of the few guys, if the only guys who could make a lot of ground up on the bottom. And it's something he's been thinking about all year. He, you know, it's funny, soft-spoken. He says, I don't know a lot, but he does know. He knows what he needs to do to get better. And it doesn't hurt either. And I think people forget this. Ryan Hand works for Macri Concrete. And Ryan Hand, albeit not in the pit area, and, and running anything day-to-day, uh, he talks to Anthony. And I, I don't think you can, you can discount that. Anthony knows that he needs to be able to slow down to go fast on the bottom. Uh, I know Wilwood Brakes, he was telling me, uh, <laughs> they go back and forth, you know, because uh, they're always sparking now. So yeah. I think, Anthony, we're seeing a guy develop right in front of our eyes. And sometimes we get caught up watching, it's like sports center. We watch the, sometimes we get caught up watching flashy and not the real substance. And Anthony Macri right now, we're seeing him grow up in front of us. Jeremy, I want to ask you too about Justin Peck. Obviously he had to sit out a couple of weeks after that crash at Bridgeport, uh, has been racing the last couple of weeks around, uh, around Pennsylvania. He's run, you know, pretty well these first couple of nights. Do you see any ill effects, you know, from that? You know, does he seem like he's just right back up to speed? And, and when do you think those guys will get out and travel again? Like we'd seen from them kind of earlier in the season. I, yeah, I don't think there's any ill effects at all from the crash at Bridgeport. I, I think the biggest problem they have is, uh, the black cat that's walking around the trailer. Yeah, they. I don't think there's a other than Buddy Kofoid last weekend. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who's had worse luck in sprint car racing through the first three four months of the season than Justin Peck. They lost another motor or had motor trouble again at Lincoln at during you know, at the end of their heat race. So they've had a lot of motor problems this year. They they've had a flat tire Portsmouth. They would have won that race. Uh, no disrespect to Brent Marks, who was, was fast. It was a great race. But I, I think Justin Peck wins that race. And, again, that's 22 grand. They just need to win a couple to turn things around and get rolling. And then I think they'll go out on the road. Problem is, there's a lot of money paid here right now. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see him go on the road, though, more in July, obviously with the million and everything and just stay out there. But then, yeah, the outlaws swing through here. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're back home. And uh, just just kind of regrouping a little bit after everything that's happened.
Yeah, you kind of led me right down the course. Uh, a lot of money. Uh, and we talked a lot. We just had David Gravel on the show, so we talked about a lot of money there, obviously. But even when you look at Central Pennsylvania Speed Week, Friday night, Mitch Smith Memorial, twenty grand to win. Saturday, Port Royal, the Greg Hodnett Classic, ten grand to win. Sunday, Sealands Grove, the Opperman Boger uh, Heinzelman Classic, ten grand to win. Port Royal, the Keith Kaufman Classic, that's the fifteen grand, fifty-five thousand dollars to win. This Pennsylvania Speed Week that used to be five thousand dollars shows with an eight thrown in has grown up as well, right in front of our eyes. Yeah, Alan Kreitzer's done a great job, and so have the, the tracks in the area really raising the purses for this thing. I think it's one of the biggest weeks of the year across the country. Yeah, uh, if not for high limit, which is another discussion altogether, I think this year you'd have more invaders in. I think High Limit's done some things, and that's a whole other topic, has taken some guys away just because they race more races. Kyle Larson's not coming in. Well, why should he? He's winning $30,000 to win for High Limit, and he uh, probably maxes out on some kind of number of races thing or whatever, but Enrico's staying out of Cedar Lake. That's the only issue, but as far as money and and I think prestige now. I think this is a prestigious week. I think Pennsylvania Speed Week has passed Ohio Speed Week. I know some Buckeye fans won't like that. Too bad. Uh, it is. And, you know, a lot of guys are going to be able to keep the money at home this year. Jeremy, what were your thoughts coming out of uh, out of Hussett's, what you saw over, the, over those couple of days? And, you know, what are those takeaways that we can look forward to kind of for the rest of, uh, you know, the summer of all this money coming up? Well, I thought David Gravel was going to win it. Um, I, I mean, picked him beforehand. I just, with the gate last year and everything, I thought kind of he was the car to beat last year. I came away also thinking that David Gravel could have a big year because I already haven't picked to win Knoxville. Todd Quirin hired him for that race. He hired him to win a championship. So I think it just further solidifies David Gravel as an elite driver, and he could put together a year that will be very memorable. Uh, I also came away knowing something I've known for six years, which is Buddy Kofoid's a real deal. Buddy Kofoid's one of the top three or four talents I've ever seen as a teenager. The others being Stevie Smith Jr., Kyle Larson, and then to me it's Buddy Kofoid next. Uh, that's as a teenager. So, And then Corey Day probably after that. So uh, the other thing is Donnie looked bad. And I, I, you know, it's hard for me, somebody who's covered the most of Donnie's wins, uh, that they just can't get going. And he didn't draw very well for, for time trials. That didn't help. Uh, but, you know, I expect him when the half uh, the bigger half miles come up, I expect him to be a factor at the million. I thought Brad Sweet really wasn't a factor. I was surprised a, a little bit about that. But really, I, I thought David Gravel, Buddy Kofoid, and Logan Schuhart really kind of flew under the radar and was high point guy. I think that bodes well for him going into the million at Eldora, a place that, that he's been fast at before. So it definitely added to the storylines for the summer. Yeah, no doubt about that. You're right. You're you're right as far as that goes. It's going to be fascinating a uh, couple of weeks, fascinating a couple of months, actually, when we look at it. David Gravel called it the summer of money. Yeah. No longer the month of money. It's the summer of money. Right. And speaking of money... Um, I, and Justin and I talked at the top of the show, the, the fact that you used to be to make the big money you had to run solely with the world of outlaws. Obviously, High Limit has changed that. The Tuscarora 50 has changed that. And now we have the Dirt Cup has changed that as well. Um, what would you make of Justin Sanders getting his marquee win out there way on the West Coast? Well, I thought Justin Sanders is an underrated driver. It just seems like he, you know, when you're on the left coast, you don't get the publicity unless it's Corey Day or somebody travels a little bit. Now the last year, and I had Justin Sanders on our podcast where we'll release it today. He, in the last year, think about what he's done. He's made the Knoxville Nationals the first time he's ever been yeah. there uh, with, with the Swindell Speed Lab. He finished second in the first high limit race. He finished second this year at Wayne, Wayne County in the high limit race. And now he wins the Dirt Cup. This is overdue in my opinion. He struggled a little bit in the Mitri car to kind of get that going. The 2X, he's kind of had to help build that from the ground up to the, the way he wants it. The thing about Justin is he can work on the car. He can do everything. There isn't anything he can't do. And he can certainly drive it. And I think he's the best driver on the West Coast. And yes, I still say, even with Corey Day having the year he is, I still think Justin Sanders is the best driver on the West Coast. It was good to see him win that race. 
Uh, I hope he can build on that and, uh, you know, maybe make, maybe make some more noise in four tens out there. I think he already owns the 360 part of California. I, I just, it's going to be interesting to see how he backs this up, which is the case with anybody who, who wins a really big race. Jeremy, do you think coming up, you know, into this, you know, all, all of this stretch of, of big money races, you know, we talk about Eldora, we talk about Knoxville and some of the stuff coming up. Is there a guy or a couple of guys maybe kind of past that top line that we could maybe see, you know, jump up here and sneak one of these wins, you know, maybe past, you know, Brad and Donnie and Macedo and Gravel, like, you know, could Kofoid come back, you know, or, or are there some other names here that you're thinking about? I do not know how Rico Abreu does not go into the million as the favor. Okay. Uh, I look at Rico Abreu now as a guy who's right up there. Now, I have this thing where I only, and Justin, you've heard me numerous times, uh, there's three elite drivers in this sport full-time. It's Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz, and David Gravel. They've hit that status. Now, Kyle Larson, obviously, but he's not a full-timer. Rico Abreu doesn't have the wins, and it's only a sample size with Ricky Warner that's very small. But I think he can win the million. He's good at Knoxville, albeit I won't make him a favorite there because he's still got to stop running Friday or having to run Friday. Yeah. But at Eldora, I think Rico can do what Brent Marks did last year, which is sweep two big events in a matter of three days. I think he's that good. That team is that fast. If I was ranking drivers now, I mean, I have to put Gravel number one because he won 250000 But Rico Abreu would be number two. He's that good. Uh, he should have won late side. It was a flat tire. Yeah. Um, I think Rico's good. Knoxville, at Knoxville, I think there's only four or five guys. I don't think – Macedo's the one. Macedo's hard because he just hasn't won a big race at Eldora, and I don't know how that accident has affected him yet. I, I've talked to him a little bit, but – we need to see how, how that – he got through Houston's okay, though. So, But Rico's the one that I have circled uh, right now as the guy to watch moving forward. Man, oh, man, moving forward. There is so much going on. And then I, I was just we just I just made a list of this thing. We get done with Knoxville. You've got the 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 Don Martin Memorial. Then the Outlaws are at Williams Grove, Grandview High Limits. It's like it's crazy what is going on. What all's going on at Sprint Car Unlimited, Jeremy? What uh, what's what 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 all you got happening over there? Uh, just a lot of coverage of sprint car racing. I, I got to give a shout out to Joseph Terrell. Who's our, he's our West Coast guy. We brought him on, and uh, he's done a great job. I look forward to working with him in the future. And if I can find a Midwest guy, that would be great. But uh, we're just we're just doing content. I got rid of results stories this year because everybody watches streaming. There's no reason to do them. <laughs> so I do more interviews. I do more uh, columns, notebooks, kind of analysis stuff. And uh, we're just going to keep plowing away. I'll be at the, the Doty and the Million and all that. I'll be at Knoxville and most of the high limit races from here on out. So it's just going to be a lot of uh, a lot of racing, a lot of content, and uh, some sleepless nights. No doubt, it is. You do a wonderful job with that. I love uh, love catching up with you here, but I absolutely love logging on every morning. I I, I find that I, I I love kind of the way this laid out with Justin sitting here. Okay, twelve years ago we kind of <laughs> yeah, twelve years ago we kind of lost this Wing Nation thing, and and prior to that we had TJ Slideways, Hosehead, and then Wing Nation kind of command, and we kind of did something a little bit different. And then uh, however many years you've been doing it, Jeremy, you kind of took it in a different direction and a new level with. The, with the pay-per-view coverage of the sport, and you just do a great job. And now Justin with his daily news thing, I just think it's fascinating how uh, how sprint car racing, and in Justin's case, dirt track racing is uh, dirt track racing is done. Now you both laughed when I said I think it's interesting that we have you two together. You two have uh, <laughs> you two have bantered before, haven't you? Me and Jeremy have spent a lot of time in DMs. Me and Jeremy have been on multi-hour phone conversations before. Uh, I think the two of us, one of us sends the other. A DM at least once a week, if not multiple wow. times a week. So, if our if our DMs got published, it, like we could probably make some money off of that, <laughs> couldn't we, Jeremy? Well, and I got, uh, yeah, and I got to say, uh, and I was actually, this is going to sound really weird. I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. Whoa, Jeremy, Whoa, easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, Justin, I really, I really like what Justin does. I, I think it's a, a good 
thing to do. I think, you know, the, the daily thing, I, I listen to it. Uh, I like to keep up with what people are saying. We do not always agree. We do not. I yeah, like that. That is very true. I, I, when I sit down and my, my favorite show is Colin, is the herd with Colin Coward. It's, it's Colin Coward and Jason McIntyre. I think they do. They're the smartest uh, duo for, for sports talk radio. They don't yell and scream. And I hate that. So I like Justin. I'd love to do something like that with Justin because I don't want to agree with somebody. I want somebody to challenge me and make me think. And Justin's changed my mind on a couple things when I've listened to his daily. So I respect that. I respect what he does. I'd love to do like multiple things with him because I think it would make us some money. Well, you got my number, Jeremy. <laughs> Just call me. Come on, man. Wait a minute. Can I get an well, agent fee <laughs> for hooking this up here? And, I, and, I, and in all seriousness, guys, it's what I, it's, it's what I have so much respect for. I, I kind of just, my personality, I'm kind of happy-go-lucky, don't want to <laughs> ruffle feathers. I'm just like, can't we all just get along? Jeremy's the old curmudgeon. Wow. Yeah, the curmudgeon thing I don't understand. I've actually asked people this. If I'm a curmudgeon, they said, no, you're just very realistic. And if you oh. have an opinion, you state it. And I said, well, I have no problem doing that. No. That's um, what... Yeah. I wouldn't say it's curmudgeon. I just. No, I would say I'm... it's curmudgeon, Jeremy. I know. I mean, See? these people. Here's what it is. When I do not, I'm cautiously optimistic. So I don't go from zero to 60 when one guy wins a race or yeah. one thing does well, or I need to see a, a, a larger sample size. So sometimes I, I don't poo poo it, but I'm like, okay, let's not get carried away. And then yes, it comes <laughs> off as a curmudgeon, but it, that's not the case. I just, I've been around way too long in different sports, covering different sports. And I've seen that all before. So, so I tend to be uh you know, I I used I like to take a wait and see, but yeah, sometimes I can be cranky. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, I when he said old curmudgeon, I thought you were going to argue the old part. Yeah, he, he, he knows he's even, old. He knows the old, old part. He argued. I'm, I'm, I'm 51. Oh I mean, well, what, come on, settle down. I'm 59. <laughs> I'm on lap 60 here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're, you're young. Your, your children, both of you, your children, your kids. Um, and I am that glasses overflowing guy. The guy goes out and wins a heat race, and he's going to lap the field, and then it happens. No. So I respect. I, I do. I, I, I actually do. I love and respect people that are cautiously optimistic because I'm like that stupid glasses overflowing guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy with who I am, love who I am, but I love the fact that uh, there are folks like you, both of you guys, that share opinions, and I think that's what makes it so neat. And uh, and I do want a finder's fee. If you two ever do anything, I want a percentage. I want well, a cut. I will say it gets me in trouble sometimes, but that's okay. Broad shoulders. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Jeremy, it is always a pleasure to chat. We appreciate the time. We wish you the best for your continued coverage of uh, Pennsylvania Speed Week and the Summer of Money and everything else. Folks, at SprintCarUnlimited.com. You just need to subscribe. Just go do it. Jeremy, thank you for the time. Hey, it's always a pleasure, and, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you guys when I see you. And, and Justin, I might be DMing you soon. Hey, you oh, know where to find me. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> Take sure. care, guys. There yeah. we go. Jeremy Elliott joining us here on the program. We need to step away. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one -on -one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, continuing on. We appreciate uh, David Gravel and Jeremy Elliott joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. A couple of good ones yesterday. Tim Schaefer, uh, a birthday, old Aliquip. Did Schaefer win a late model race this weekend? Did I, did I see Probably. that? Probably. I think I at Lernerville I saw He might have. 
he's man when he won that all-star race at atomic oh, i yeah. was like the happiest person on the planet yeah i i just think tim schaefer is a national treasure mm-hmm. and i just think and yeah i think he did win because he's running that late model as well yeah, i think i saw that on, on social yeah, media that he yeah won. Great stuff. Kramer Williamson, of course, Kramer no longer with us, but uh, Kramer Williamson. Later this week, Roy Richwine, Paul Leffler, Bobby Ward, George Bentel, and today would have been the birthday of 1993 inductee Lloyd Axel. Lloyd was born in 1905. A friend got sick in Nebraska, and Lloyd jumped behind the wheel of the race car. And as they say, the rest was history. More than 200 wins. 125 wins in big cars and an inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. One sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. We kind of covered a lot of this. There's a lot of money in central Pennsylvania and then a lot of money across the board here when we look at it. It all kind of kicks off on a more national scale, if you will, with the Brad Doty Classic, 15,000 to win at Attica, the Eldora Million, uh, the Don Martin Memorial at Lernerville. And again, that's an all-star race, not a World of Outlaw race. So who's in, who's out? Will any of the outlaw drivers use that as their one of four? We've seen a few guys kind of like, you know, you thought maybe everybody would do Lakeside, but a few guys did Lakeside, and then we've seen some other guys kind of use their freebies on some of those other shows. I'll just be curious. I think that that Don Martin Memorial is one that we might see a world of outlaw driver or two. That's a a racer's favorite, too. A lot of guys like driving Really, truly is. Summer Nationals, Grandview. Um, Port Royal has the Living Legends race. It's only ten grand to win, but there's two. Only of them. ten grand. Yeah, only ten grand to yeah. win, but there's twin twenty fives, and it's each. <laughs> yeah. So uh, lots and lots of money, lots and lots of stuff. As far as that goes, Dirt Tracker, the daily conversation. Where can folks find it? Where can people uh, learn? And what can they do to participate with you on your great product? Yeah, right? YouTube.com/slash/DirtTracker or, or anywhere you get podcasts. You can tune in every single day, Monday through Friday. You know, eight to ten minutes talking. You know, sprint cars, late models, modifieds, kind of whatever is uh, whatever is interesting that day. Uh, uh, dirttracker.com, uh, news, analytics, streaming schedule, everything is, is there. See, and I, I always have made this far more complicated. And I sat down today and I wrote it out. You aren't, like, you're really close. It was like you were playing Jeopardy and you could not buy the E-Vowel. Yeah, the, no vowels. At the end, yeah. at the end. There's just the, yeah. Right. You got everything else, but you yeah. just couldn't buy the vowel. D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, great, great stuff, that's for sure. We always appreciate it, and uh, I guess it looks like we'll probably chat again next week yeah, as well. Yeah, we'll be right back here. Sounds good. Absolutely. He's Justin Fiedler. I'm Steve Post. We appreciate David Gravel and Jeremy. Oh, wait a minute. i got to do this, too. Coming up this weekend on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. joins nice. us. Man, that is uh, Stenhouse, one of my favorites. I pitted Stenhouse's Arca car. Did you really? I did. I've known Ricky a long wow, time. Wow, yeah. man, he is great, man. What a season he's having on the cup oh, side. Yeah. Daytona 500 winner. No, yeah. man, getting to run some sprint car races. Mm-hmm. Him and his dad out there just slinging wrenches yep. like 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 back in the day. I yep. uh, love that. Love that stuff for sure. So Ricky joins us on Rev TV Wednesday, Mav TV on Thursday. Wing Nation gear. If you're in Pennsylvania, wherever Justin Peck is racing, go find his hauler. Talk to Sky there. Trailer is a souvenir rig. Sky will get you all hooked up with Wing Nation gear or shopwingnation.com. He's Justin Fiedler. I'm Steve Post. Thank you for joining us here this time on Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.